Okay. So let me just see. I think that is it recording now. Three, two, one. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan, and on Zoom, I've got Davy Rispin and I've got Kieran Flynn. We've moved on from Skype, lads. Uh, we used to do these in person. We used to have our um, podcasts around the table in the bunker, and now we've been able to stretch the bunker out, stretch the finances out, get Skype. Skype went well, but we've moved on to Zoom because now we can watch each other and. Uh, and in fact, you know, I'm lying on a beach in Betty's town here, as you can see from the picture behind me. Uh, sunglasses on, a whole lot, waves coming in, crashing behind me. Those pa- those um, palm trees are synonymous with Betty's town as well, as you, as, you, as you well know yourself. But lads, it's great to have uh, all these different um, sites that we can use for doing our podcast and getting the podcast out to everybody. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's that good that Kieran Flynn is able to come on two different um uh, uh what would you call them two different a computer and of devices that's the word I was looking for. He's I got. I was gonna I was gonna say Mickey, it's bad enough looking at his face or his ugly mug once, but now we have to look at it twice. <laughs> it's twice as bad. Yeah, he's 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 oh. taking up half of our screen while myself and Davey oh. take up a quarter of the screen each. But uh, a nice background there. He's got uh, Mead uh, TV, the official Mead TV um, logo in the background. And Davey Rispin has the couch and a table. Uh, sorry, a couch and a door in, in the background. Of yeah, me, my curtains aren't the best. They're a bit dodgy, so I said I better hide them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cleaned them in a while. You had the GAA logo up a few minutes ago as well. Yeah, and I, I, I lost that. I couldn't find it then. That's the study, the most recent file I use. So. And the GAA logo up. I, I just couldn't get to the beach. I was trying to... Two kilometers, you know, I just didn't want to be risking it, so yeah, so yeah stay indoors yeah. and going to be Under, bunker. So understandable, understandable. Um, on this week's We Are Meat podcast, we are going to go through a few different things. Um, obviously, there was uh, the special congress meeting on Friday, we'll be going to Kieran Flynn to discuss that now in a few minutes. We'll uh, just have uh, myself and David just a quick uh, chat and uh, about Andy McEntee's interview. We did an, uh, an, an interview with Andy McEntee during the week, absolutely fabulous, one hour long special um, with Andy McEntee, up close and, and personal, so honest in his interview, uh, brilliant, brilliant interview, it has to be said. Simon Stenn and O'Matneys, they're doing uh, a bit of charity work at the minute during the lockdown, we'll give that a mention, so are Core Town. A lot of GEA clubs around me are going to be getting involved in this. We also uh, will be doing uh, an interview with Bernard Flynn um, early this week and Alan Nestor as well, ex-Mead footballers there, um, uh, that we will be uh, getting uh, on Zoom or on Skype and uh, we will be doing those interviews this week. So watch out on our Patreon service for those. It's it's Patreon forward slash we are Mead and you'll get that Andy McEntee one. You get the Bernard Flynn one and the Alan Nestor one this week as well. And then we're going to go to Instagram Interactive um, before we finish up. So I suppose um, we'll start off with the Congress special Congress meeting on Friday, uh, Kieran Flynn. And there was two motions passed um, on Friday. Um, if you want to run through them with us. Yeah, so the first ever Digital Congress was held. Uh, Jason Plunkett, who's our new Central Council delegate, attended uh, via his house in Clonard. He was... There was uh, interesting enough kind of set up. Uh, they use Microsoft Teams, no more different than ourselves here. All the delegates were in. And then when it came to the voting, they were sent a Microsoft form just about two minutes before the vote and told to vote or Neil. And it was sent back in so with their email address to make sure they didn't vote twice. 
but I think it was pretty much unanimous both motions passed. I think uh, there was only four people didn't vote for it out of probably whatever seventy or eighty voting people. So the basically the powers were just to give the management committee basically emergency powers to restructure any competitions that will be played in 2020. So, for example, it'll give them, change it to a knockout tournament, change it to a whatever. They just don't have to go through the, the normal procedures. Yeah, so, so there's a panel of four, I think, is it? It's um, a minimum four. It's basically, it should be the full management committee, which is about 15 people, but it just allows, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of uh, dark enough. It's kind of if people weren't able to do it because of COVID-19 as well, they didn't want, for example, a 15-man committee and then all of a sudden five of them are sick and they can't do their work then and they need to pass another motion, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's minimum four people that have to be available to do it digitally, of course. So okay, I think it's so interesting. That it's something we might actually have to do and meet ourselves. We'll have to get the clubs in a digital meeting and pass something similar because right now, if the CCC decided, for example, to change the Senior Football Championship to a 16-team straight knockout competition, uh, if Simon St. Gales get knocked out in the first round, they could just appeal the decision and the whole thing would be thrown up in the air. Yeah. They don't have the authority to just change the competition when they like. So they did that with the Brennan Davis Cup two years ago and they lost their Leinster Council ripped them to shreds. So we don't want that. So you have to do it right or else the team could still just... I know you could have a, a gentleman's agreement and say we're not going to cause any trouble, but the reality is if a team gets knocked out of a championship, they mightn't be too impressed. Yeah, and and I suppose uh, the fact that it's a minimum of four must be on that committee uh, means that, as you said, there could be up to 15 or 16 on the committee, but there'll always be four people available for the meetings. Absolutely, and it's just kind of a thing. Like Fergal McGill, who's the head of club county development there, like the fixture maker essentially for Ireland, his committee, like the national CCC, will, will decide ultimately what they'll do. They'll pass it to the management committee, then Coach de Banisti will say yes or no to it. But to be honest, I know we're so hopeful to get back to action, but if you said there was no football or hurling to be played in 2020, like it's unfortunately, it's a possibility. We, we just have to be mentally prepared for any situation, unfortunately. Yeah, Davey, um, uh, listening to Kieran there and the motions that were passed, it's given the power to um, Crow Park to make the decisions for the rest of the country, which is only right in these extraordinary uh, circumstances. But there is the, the reality is that there might not be any football played in 2020 at all, at club or county level. Yeah, I think the longer it goes on, um, the more increasingly likely that that probably is at the minute, Mick. Uh, you know, I think May 5th is going to be a massive date for more reasons than one. I think football is, is probably going to go into that bracket as well when people can get a better idea of when maybe they can go back to work or when they can start travelling again or maybe when lockdown will start being lifted a little bit. But, um, you know, at this stage, the, the football championship, I think, was meant to start in the next week. Um, and obviously that's been pulled. And realistically, they've, say, they've said now it's July before anything at the earliest is going to be played. So um, I think Flinner's right. I think it's, uh, it's, it's in the hands of the GEA. But I think if we are going to have a championship, both club and county, I think, Knockout is probably the most likely. Yeah, and and as well as that, we've we've heard rumours as well that you know uh, that if 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 things did kick off again in July, that it would be club first, and that's going to take precedent over over county. That's that's you know from all the rumours that I'm hearing. But in that scenario, Kieran, that means that every player in the country gets to play football, whereas if they go with 
the county structure and go for them, you're, you're neglecting 98% or 99% of the footballers in the country. Whereas, as I said, if they go with uh, the club scene and let the club kick off and play the club football, that you're getting 100% participation because obviously all the county players will play with their clubs. I think you may have muted your uh, your yourself there, Kieran. Oh yeah, sorry, I was muting, so I wouldn't be buttoning in. Uh, the it's definitely a chance for a landmark uh, moment for the GA because people criticise the hierarchy very much for kind of going very commercial and promoting like uh, it's the, like the All Ireland Football Final as the premier and nothing else really matters. So it's a chance for the GA very much to say, well, the club is the the cornerstone of the association, and let's make sure they get first dibs, like. Because if, if they go county first, you're probably talking that's going to take up 10 weeks probably to run minimum. So if it, if it does, if we are going to play football in July, they might be able to start the county first because you could run maybe club from September onwards. But if we're back playing in September or October, there's only going to be chance for one. You have to pick the county yeah. of the club. And hopefully the club gets it because ultimately, as you said there, you got a nail on the head. Every single county footballer and hurler play for their club. So if they play and they'll get club football and the crowds and stuff will be up. Like we were already talking in Mead already about lowering the admission down to a fiver for a championship match again, just to basically say we want people to go because if you could say like, if you try to raise your price to make up the money you've lost, you're only, you're only chasing your tail. So we were talking about actually having a fiver entry, encouraging people to go to these games. And I think people will go to their club if they knew they might only get one go at it. Some game, if just say if Simon Sam got an Avon Matthews in the first round of the senior championship, like you'd be some some crack like the Phil Part Olsen, you'd think, but if maybe a thousand people might show up, you never know. Yeah, well, again, that's that's another thing. There is uh, the, the fact that they've spoken about you know playing games behind closed doors as well. And if that was the case, you're going to have no supporters going to these games. But that then brings on its own problems because if it's not safe for for uh, supporters to be at the games, Davy, you know, how is it safe for 30, 30 plus players to go out in a field and get very close, up close and personal with each other if it's not safe for, for the supporters to do the same in the stand? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. You can't have lads, um, even from getting in the car and travelling together to an away game, to going into the dressing room, to going into the showers, to go out on the pitch doing warm ups, um, then getting into close contact with team with players from the other teams, like it, it's crazy, you know. So um, the players are more at risk than supporters. I'd nearly say, than, you know, at least they're going to be sitting on their own. They're going to be very little interaction with other supporters. Whereas when the players are going out, you heard Andy saying it last week in the interview. You obviously want them to go out with the intent to to, to at least make it a little bit physical. So. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's that's a fair point. I, I can't see that being an option when you know you can't just say to the players you go out and play. No supporters go to the games. It really it defeats the purpose of it. To be honest with you, uh, Kieran, just on that, like uh, you know, obviously this committee has to be set up now. Um, when are we going to see uh, the next, or when are we going to hear from the GEA next? Is there a is there a meeting coming up again from that newly appointed committee in, in Congress? I think, as I said, there's the webinar uh, coming up on Tuesday. So I think county chairman and county secretaries are invited to that on Tuesday. And I think they're going to give a rundown of some potential fixture options at club and county level. 
So we'll definitely know more for next week's We Are Mead podcast, definitely, because that'll be, that'll be held on Tuesday. But I'd say that 5th of May, the day we reference, I think will be, once this meeting on Tuesday, I'd say there'll be no more until May to see will there be games. But I definitely, maybe, Davey's giving away maybe some state secrets, maybe how to defeat Cortown and defeat him now in the future. You just go up now as the corner back. You start coughing and spluttering on top of them, saying that you got the COVID nineteen. You don't you even have, have to do that, Flynn. No, and you have a handful of spiders. You have a handful of spiders. The other hand, throwing spiders at them. Don't go near the ball. It was a tough week, lads. It was a tough week. Yeah, a lot of spiders around. All right, Davy, and sure. I didn't. I didn't help you bringing it up last week, and then sending you a few pictures. Yeah, just on that as well, um, we will have more information, as Kieran said, next week. And uh, Seamus Kenny has been in contact with me to say that himself and Conor O'Donoghue are um, they're doing up a kind of a fixtures program um, and divisional championship ideas and whatever. So they're going to come back to me during the week and send those on to me, and uh, and we can bring that to you on next week's We Are Meet podcast. Um, you know, again, it's all dependent on uh, what happens with uh, the government and the HSE because the GA are going to follow um, uh, the, uh, the, the recommendations that are given to them by the, by, by the HSE, uh, Kieran. Absolutely. And it's very, it's very kind of uh, insane. Kind of the, everything is happening at such a fast pace and it's happening at such a frighteningly slow pace. It's kind of, it's kind of strange how you seem that this lockdown has gone on forever. But yet, there's so many things happening in the world, like like the HSE and the government are juggling so much going on, and they obviously want to ensure people coming up. And then there was the con- uh, the con- uh, so obviously during the week with the bloody Keelan strawberries, and everyone was giving out about this, this, that, the angle, and everything. And people were saying, "How come this is happening? Why aren't we able to do this?" And you just hear so many people are getting frustrated now, and they'd love to see sports back in the summer. But the problem is, uh, Davey alluded to it, you alluded to it, that it has to be done safe. Like they're not going to reopen pubs or cafes or restaurants until it's safe. They're not going to, like, they're on a bit school for us. Like, will we come in with certain students in and will we do maybe first years on a Monday, second years on a Tuesday and maybe split the classes up, even teach outside if the weather is good. Like, there's so much going on and there's a lot to be thinking. It's very hard to just be kind of here. Like, we could speculate for, for hours and days and weeks, which many of us have been doing. Like, kind of, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And we just don't know. It's very, it's very strange. Yeah, you know, and, and everybody, I suppose, just has to take stock and say whatever, whatever the recommendations are the recommendations and we just have to take it from there. And, you know, it could be a, a case that there'll be no Gaelic football played um, uh, in 2020 at all. Um, uh, there is talk as well, and not until there's a, a vaccine. But uh, look, we'll, as, as, as things happen, as the information comes out, we'll relay it back to the public through the We Are Meat podcast and... Uh, and um, let's hope that something does happen, that something positive happens, and that we are able to get back and uh, and see our, our club and our county footballers back on the field of play. Um, Davy Rispin, I'd say you're biting at the at the bit to get back on a football field at this stage. You're looking yeah. trim. You're looking very trim. Thanks, Mick. Yeah, yeah, plenty of five Ks and a bit of cycling too. But you can't really substitute for for football, you know, and you really do miss it. It's even, it's not even. Well, it is playing it, but it's even going to games and uh, talking about games because I know we're doing plenty of talking, but there's very little talk about actual games. What, which is what is our bread and butter normally? In fairness, um, so please God, you know, I I couldn't imagine what it'd be like if there's no football between now and next February. 
Kieran Flynn, you know, your week is usually packed with football as well, from going to games to uh, meetings and the whole lot. What is your GAA calendar looking like at the minute without all these games? Uh, it's been hectic enough with, with one thing, just the, the new website. We we actually, for people who are, are using our site, we, we actually changed it on Friday. The new one has launched. We just haven't made it kind of known to the public yet because there's one or two things just have to be kind of glossed on it. But we have a new website, which has been keeping me busy now for the last few weeks. Very busy, to be honest. But now I think on the calendar, there's very little only. What we've kind of started to do now with the new website on our YouTube channel, which we're kind of getting back into action, is we've started to put up games that we had streamed and videoed in the past. So, for example, the most recent game that we put up there was the 2018 minor football final and mm-hmm. the 2017, the special under-17 one. And actually, at the moment, I'm just doing a bit of video editing. The Simon Sound v St. Peter's Dunboyne 2018 senior football semi-final would be going up at some stage whenever I... Basically, you have to get the flash file and change it around and do a bit of editing. Yeah, but we're just I, wouldn't, up I, wouldn't our bother with, I wouldn't bother with that 2018 one, so I wouldn't. No, Shane <laughs> McAdee, actually, our county footballer, was actually he was actually the one who requested it. He, he got onto our Instagram page and we said we'd go look and see if we had it. And thankfully, Colin Waylord videoed it and commentated that day. So but we'll see, can we get the other one that when you won it, Mickey, the one where they were ahead by so much and you famously came back to beat them? Oh, that was that... get that one too. That's that's on Simon's Town's uh, yeah. uh, Facebook page. It was 2017. The 11 points. Yeah, a lot of clubs, time. a lot of clubs filling their own. You see, and they're yeah. putting them up, which is great to see. We're actually doing a bit of compiling, and if, if the listeners can help us out with that, we're going to create a playlist on our YouTube channel that you can add from other people's channels as well. So we're thinking if we can have a a Mead football and then a Mead hurling playlist of all the videos, then when someone wants to go watch them, they can just find them all in one place. Rather than yeah. going to each club looking for certain games to be all in one place. Yeah. Just make it interesting for all the followers. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. And it'd be a one-stop shop for all, really, you know, instead of having to go over and back to different ones. And um, there was one other game, Mickey, that I watched, and I, I couldn't get over the difference, was that 1967 final, the All-Ireland football final that we won. It's like yeah. a different sport. Lads were just pumping <laughs> the ball over and back. It was crazy. Like, if you were coaching that team, you'd have half the team off after five minutes saying, yeah. what are you doing? What are you catch, doing, lad? Catch and kick, catch and kick. Just grab just it. Just kick and, it even remotely to someone you know, was, like, not just it was, it was funny. It was like a hot potato. It was like nobody wanted to keep the ball. It was just like, oh, jeez, I have this round thing now. I better loft this ball up as high as I can, as far as I can away from our Damnable kicking, though. I remember uh, Jack Quinn got a ball at full back. Yeah. He came out and mauled a big high ball. And then he had the head down looking at the ball and he just lamped it as far as he could. And he just yeah, came and straight back up. <laughs> about, about 70 or 80 yards. Those lads could kick a yeah. ball back then. Oh, Christ, <laughs> it, was, it, it was entertaining in its strangeness. Like. Davey, did you see it? No, I didn't see the one in the 60s. No, the, the furthest back I think I've watched is 88, which is... It's it's very similar. Maybe it's not as bad as sixty. What was it? Sixty seven, sixty eight. But it's uh, it's not great either. Now um, we've come a long way since then. Yeah, a lot of uh, the, the whole game has has evolved from strength and conditioning to fitness levels to skill levels. The whole lot. Um, there was a good few uh, skilled footballers back down. We'll say the eighties and even in that sixty seven team as well. Um, but uh, and, and and they stood out like a store sore tongue, Kieran. Skillful ones. Oh, absolutely, because there were a lot of mullickers. But that was the norm. It was the, yeah. so the fitness thing. And even you see with the hurlers as well, even in the 90s, some of them had a bit more of a belly on them and they just weren't as fit. Like the, the Limerick team that won the All-Ireland or the Tip team that won it last year, 
like their their strength and conditioning, as you mentioned, would nearly win them the game by itself. Never mind the skill levels, because they could just run you into the ground. Like maybe the only thing is that a lot of the older people would always say that those men were hardier back then. But I don't know how how some of these men, if they ran into some of these brick walls, we have that come out of the gym. I don't know how hardy they'd be after that. Ah, uh, look, some of the older you, boys, but I don't know. You can get you, you can build up muscle in the in the in the gym, but you can't build up bravery. That's one no, thing I yeah. always. Yeah. No, some lads might be chicken enough, even if they're big men. But I think some of the county players now we see in a lot of counties, they're they're well able. Like I think one of the hits this year. Uh, won the league games apart. part Tolch and Donald Keoghan got an awful big shoulder and he just bounced mm. off of that. remember the thud was something like it would have yeah. killed most fellas I'd say I'm trying to remember what home game that was maybe it was the Galway game I'm not sure but he, he got a damnable shoulder and then he, he just went on with it like and I'd say it would have killed most people so <laughs> it's just when you're a hardy man you're a hardy man Speaking of hardy men uh, one of the Bitterest rivalries in Mead football is, of course, El Clasico, Simonstown and Navan O'Matneys. No, no, El Clasico <laughs> is Simonstown and, 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 and Navan O'Matneys. And both teams, in fairness to them, are uh, getting behind a great charity event that's taking place at the moment. At the moment. I know that Cortown have been involved in this one before and are getting involved in it again. It's the dude for Dan. Young Dan down there in County Leash um, needs um, life-changing uh, treatment or uh, surgery that can only be got in America. And um, they're raising money. Obviously, they had a load of different events planned for the summer that have all been cancelled. And Leash GA have, have uh, got behind it and have gone to the other counties and gone to other clubs and asked them to uh, get involved and try and raise some money. Simonson and Navin O'Matneys have got involved again in, in a competition, the only way that Navin O'Matney's and Simonstown <laughs> know how to uh, communicate is through competition. They are both getting involved in it. They're doing 300k. They're doing a 300k run. Basically, um, there'll be maybe 20, 30 players involved, and they're all going to run uh, like five or six k. Um, obviously, it's going to go well over 300k, but they're going to do five or six k. In a two-kilometer radius, it has to be said as well. Um, they'll probably do a couple of laps or whatever. And they're going to raise money um, by doing this for Do It For Dan. But both clubs have put in the proviso that they are up against each other. I think it's a great idea. So to, um, they're trying to see who can raise the most money for the Do It For Dan Foundation. And uh, uh, I think it's brilliant. They've, they've both put it out on their social media. I saw that... Um, uh, uh, young, I think it's Colin O'Brien from Navin O'Matney's shaved his head the other night um, and uh, the family donated €250 Euro to the charity uh, or to, to charity, maybe not that one um, and also um, uh, there was, who was it, somebody it was Stephen Moran and Simonson has already um, um, put up a few things about it but I think Cortown are also getting involved as well, Davey, is that right? Yeah, it's, it was funny actually because I, I didn't actually, I wasn't aware of Simon Sound and Navin O'Mahony's uh, doing it as well, but we were waiting until today. So, Courtwood are the team that uh, Dan's dad, Niall, plays for. We actually crossed paths with them in the 2014 Leinster Junior Championship. So, we, uh, we played them in the quarterfinal. They bet us by a point in Port Leash that day. But since we built up a good relationship with them, um, great bunch of lads, very similar to ourselves. Rural club, you know, but a, a huge community ethic going on out there. And um, 
David Duffy, who's, I think he's PRO or secretary, he actually gave me a text on Thursday. And we, similar to what the lads have been doing, we've been trying to do different things, but with the, the COVID, it's kind of stopped it. So this was the perfect opportunity. So David says, look, it, we're, we're going to nominate you if you are willing to take part in it. And it's very similar to what the Simonson and Avon O'Mahony's teams are doing. So we're running 400k um, on this day, two weeks. So it's the, I think it's the 2nd of May. Um, very similar like that. We'll raise whatever we can. The, the more money we can raise, the better. And it's great to see you know, other clubs getting involved too because it's all going to the one cause. Um, and from that, we'd nominate three teams. And we'll probably look outside the county ideally because the, what they're trying to do in Courtwood is they're trying to spread it to different counties, obviously, um, you know, and make it as much as they can. But I think as of now, they've raised 900000 which is unbelievable. So they need that $2 million mark, but you're talking probably 1.5 million euros um, to get Dan the treatment he needs. So, you know, they're well on their way, but they, they do need that bit of a push. So we'd encourage anyone who, who you know, has a few, Bob, anything at all to, to spare to either give it to Corton, give it to Simonson or give it to Nav Namani's. You'll find it on any of the social medias and I'm sure Mead and, and we are Mead will get behind both of them as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just checking it up there now at the moment. The competition between Nav and O'Matney's and Simon's Turn is hotting up. Nav and O'Matney's have raised over €2,500 and Simon's Turn have raised over €2,100. Um, but the race to €5,000 for both clubs is well and truly on. And let's hope that both clubs can surpass that and uh, raise as much money as possible for the Do It For Dan uh, Foundation, as you said. It's El Clasico. It's Simon's Turn against Nav and O'Matney's in a way you've never seen them going against each other before. Um, also, I just wanted to mention that uh, this week coming up on our Patreon service, you are going to get interviews from Bernard Flynn, um, the legend that is, and also from Alan Nestor, previous, uh, uh, previously uh, uh, a meat footballer. And uh, he was a selector with the under-21s this year. Is that right, uh, David? He was he wasn't a selector, but he was he was involved in uh, Joe Robinson's management team with the twenties. Yeah, so uh, very good lad. Alan had his had his uh, uh, illness issues in previous years, but thankfully he's bounced back and he's he's back to full health, which is great. Uh, very talented footballer, obviously would have been on that Mead team in the probably oh five oh six oh seven them sort of years when he was when he was young enough player. But uh, great lad, and it'll be good to hear from him as well as as Bernard, who's who's a Mead legend. Yeah, he was a great wing forward, was Alan Nestor. And Bernard Flynn, a great wee corner forward as well. So uh, look forward to having both of those uh, interviews on our Patreon service this week. It's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead if you want to go and listen to them. And obviously, we did the Andy McEntee interview um, uh, during the week. Davey, uh, did you pull anything interesting from the Andy McEntee interview? I, th I thought it was a brilliant interview um, and, and there was a bit of feedback I got from it too from different people and uh, they all thought the same. They thought, you know, refreshingly honest interview from Andy. Probably people seeing maybe a different side to, to him than we normally do. You know, the only times we'd really hear from Andy is in post-match interviews and more often than not, it's, it's, it's with a touch of frustration at, at least. Um, but it was really good to hear him in a relaxed mood and, you know, talking about himself and his career to where he's got to. Um, now, you know, as a result of kind of the knocks he's taken, but also what he's learned along the way, um, both as a player and an aspiring manager and that. And, um, you know, really, really good stuff in it. Some very interesting views also on um, possibly what might happen, you know, in, in terms of maybe a knockout championship and how he's open to it. Um, and, and also what the lads are doing at the minute to keep themselves taken over and fit. 
Yeah, we're just looking at the TikTok video that Kieran Flynn was on about, and um, great to see um, uh, Mickey Newman getting involved and uh, his soccer skills coming to the forefront there. Absolutely, Seamus Levin was another guy back that we haven't seen, thankfully. He's back yeah. kicking football. He was wearing flip-flops now, so maybe not the best footwear, but <laughs> he, still, he still proves that he, he can kick the ball quite well. A few lads, I think Gavin McCoy as well, I remember him He referenced before, so he was a bit of an underage soccer star, so he was on about that as well. Uh, Kieran, some of the guys have good touches, you know? Kieran, just, just on that, do you want to explain what, what, what's happening with that? Um, because, because the listeners probably don't know what we're on about. Yeah, so they're just doing a stay-at-home challenge. So they're basically encouraging, obviously, people to, to, to make fun videos at home. But the stay-at-home challenge, basically, there's about 15 or so of the football squad basically kicking the ball to each other across the internet. So, for example, it started off with, um, I think, Toner in Curaha, and he basically was soloing the ball like a soccer ball and then hits it on the volley to other guys. I know Shane McEntee was hitting it with a shin. Quite yeah. honestly, he did with five or six with his shin, and uh, Killian O'Sullivan had a nice wee back heel. So you, Harry Hogan, actually, from Longwood, he kind of compiled the, the videos together. But just shows the lads are trying to get a simple message out. Like we've seen Killian O'Sullivan give the inner hands kind of talk on social media a good bit. And it's just reaffirming the stay-at-home message. And you can have fun. You can talk to your friends, you know. And the lads are just doing it to kind of, I think, pass the time too. And you know yourself, it's very hard just probably doing a lot of their strength and conditioning work that they have to do. It's nice to add a bit of humour into it. So hopefully yeah. now, if it comes to that, they're... There could be an All-Ireland uh, 5K Championship. There could be an All-Ireland TikTok making Championship. There could be the score in an OG or the score since your next year could just be lads doing TikTok videos. I think that could be one. <laughs> they might have to do a TikTok round in. So you're saying... That was something it, we, we... Go on. So you're saying there's a chance of us winning some sort of an All-Ireland? I think so. And we were, only, we were debating this and having a chat amongst ourselves. Just, uh, uh, I was talking to a few of my mates about a, a five a five k championship. I wonder whether there'd be much interest if we did something maybe for do it for Dan or maybe something like Navin Hospital to kind of grow in with the Dunbar Emmets what they did and just maybe get the the best five from every club in Mead and you have an aggregate like a relay. You add up the times and the quickest team wins. Simple as that. And have a, a championship. See who the fastest team in Mead is. Be an interesting <laughs> concept maybe. There's a lot of five k's. I know in Dunsany they're flying the five k's. Around the, around the two kilometres like, like dogs or something like I tell you one thing we could be well ready for the Olympics after all this uh, shutdown we mightn't be ready for football but we'll be ready for the Olympics because everybody's going to be oh. flying for it David kicking into buckets <laughs> kicking into buckets and running 5Ks yeah, kicking it into the bins and kicking it into the buckets <laughs> and kicking it into the basketball hoop oh look it's a, you need that when you've got kids you need all those things to keep yeah. them free I'm telling you like my three my three on a Saturday morning can spend two hours trying to kick the ball into the bin over the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I look, um, yeah, great to see that the, the Mead lads are getting involved uh, with social media and, and putting that video out. I saw it just before we came online and it's actually very well done. It's brilliant and uh, fair play to them for getting involved. Um, we're going to move on now to Instagram Interactive, Davy Wispin. And um, as well, just as well to mention to our uh, listeners that if you have a question for Bernard Flynn or for Alan Nestor, um, go on to our Instagram page and uh, just uh, drop us a comment there and uh, we, will, we will screen them and we will, uh, we will see which ones we can use um, for the Bernard Flynn interview and for the Alan Nestor interview. But uh, Instagram Interactive, Davey Rispin. 
Yeah, yeah. There was actually some fat, fantastic uh, questions we had in for Bernard Flynn, which I think you have now, Mick. So mm-hmm. um, if there is any more, you know, people could DM us and get them in and we'll do one for Alan Esther as well. But going to our, our regular spot of Instagram interaction, uh, the first one is from Stephen O'Brien. We're very fortunate, actually, to have, to my knowledge, three Stephen O'Briens who are footballers in Mead. There's one from Screen, one from Retoth, and one from Nobber. But this one is from Retoth. <laughs> Uh, Stephen, he's a big fan of the podcast and he got in touch to ask um, about Rismond's shameless use of his new dogs for insta, for insta female attention. Oh, you've got new dogs, have you, Davey? We have pups, yeah. We've had, uh, our dog had five pups there last week. Five golden oh. retrievers, so. Oh, golden retrievers, oh, wow. Yeah, so they're, they're absolutely gorgeous and as you can imagine, I'm probably... Um, overindulging with some puppy spam on Instagram with the with the pictures and uh, you know Steve thinks I'm I'm looking for female inter- attention or interaction maybe I am but look at they're very cute. There's no maybe about it. You're 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 a sick puppy. You're a sick puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen, well spotted. Um, I, I I don't use uh, Instagram that often, but I'm going to have to go over and have a look at Davy's puppies. Yeah, I'll send you a couple of pictures, lads. I, I, I don't really want your attention, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is from Brendan K. Brendan's always good for a good question as well. Um, he says, thoughts on the lockdown closing the gap between the stronger and weaker teams? Yeah, I, I was discussing this with the lads from uh, the We Are Cabin podcast. They actually did something on this as well. And uh, yeah, they reckon that this could be a, 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 a leveller. Um, especially at county level, that you know Dublin with their new manager uh, in place, um, this co- complete disruption of their season. Um, you know they're not getting out to do field sessions together, and he reckons that you know, well a couple of the lads reckon that you know this could be a game changer and it could be a real um, game leveler. Um, Damien was saying, Damien Donahue was saying that he's big into the managerial side of things. And he was saying that, you know, if there's any budding managers out there that can come up with a concept that is completely different to everybody else during this lockdown, um, that they could be the ones to um, maybe bridge the gap the most between them and Dublin. And uh, even at club level, he was saying that, you know, if there's a manager out there with some sort of a, you know, a, a new crazy idea that works, um, this is the perfect time to, to try it out. Mm, very good. And uh, next one I'll throw at Flinner. Uh, it's from Owen J. Brennan, and he wants to know what will happen with the minor league. <laughs> well, I know I was talking to Brian about this. Uh, the minor leagues have started, so it's an interesting one. Once you start a competition, it's very hard to just move on. Like the yeah. minor championship, for example, is due in August. You'd like to think that's the target I see maybe as something that's feasible, maybe. August football, and that seems like something might happen. I don't see leagues being continued at all in County Mead. I think, I think any competitions that have started won't resume. I'd say if I was a betting man, it'll be whenever we're allowed to play in 2020, it'll be championship, and that's it, because there won't be enough time for anything else. So I'd, I'd say the minor leagues will probably get scrapped. I don't see how they're going to play. So I can't yeah. speak for the minor board totally, but I'd say they mightn't have much options. 
Very good. Uh, Why were they winning? What club was he? Were they winning or losing? Uh, I think he could be Dunboyne or something. I'm not really sure, to be fair, but uh, I know my club definitely weren't winning, so we're not too happy to, or not too disappointed, sorry, to see the backs of them. Um, Mickey, Peter Duffy, uh, the, the barrel Peter Duffy, and a typical cheeky uh, question from Pete, and he wants to know when the pubs are open. <laughs> Peter, the pubs are open. Do, 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 you, do you not know that? <laughs> maybe maybe that's your dad, Kevin, telling you that they're closed. So it is just to keep you in, keep you off the streets, Peter. That's what that is. Oh God, I'm after I'm after get, I'm after letting it out. Oh no. You can, well, you I can know deal with it, cans of Guinness. Cans of Guinness are after making a, a record like buy or something. I was reading some article online today. Off license are making a fortune. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they're happy enough. Well they are indeed, yeah. Uh Robert Perfield, uh nice humorous question I'll probably give this one to Mickey as well um, he says any more suggestions for Hogan Stan to rob off E <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, uh, interestingly in the interview that we did with Andy McEntee I did ask him you know um, if he was able to import any player or players from any other county or from the AFL who would he love to bring into the team and uh, the first two that come up he said Conor Nash and Keane McBride obviously he'd love to have them um, back playing the GA, and uh, then he did go on to say that uh, if he could bring in any players from around the country, he'd love to bring in Michael Murphy um, or Shane Walsh. And I said, uh, Michael Murphy, that'd be an interesting one. You know, uh, he'd be able to get the referees on side for you. And he goes, Oh no, no, no! I'd bring Michael Murphy in to referee the games. Thought <laughs> <laughs> it was a brilliant answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of interaction with them boys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Flynn, uh, Scott Caldwell getting in touch and he wants to know your predictions for the minor football and hurling this year if it goes ahead. As in what structure or who'll win them? No, I'd say he probably wants to know the predictions for maybe Division 1 of both the minor hurling and the minor football championships if they do go ahead. Well, I know the hurling trim have been friendly strong. They won, they've won most of them underage titles. That trim team are very strong. I know in the football, uh, St. Colum Kills are probably there, thereabouts. Jude McNabb's team, I think they're maybe under 16, so they mightn't be quite there yet. But I think the Kills are very strong in that, and a lot of the lads from the team last year are on it again. So I'd say St. Colum Kills and Trim wouldn't be, wouldn't be far from it. But you know yourself, the, the way underage has gone in Mead, there's a kind of a cohort there of Retoth, Dunboyne, St. Colum Kills that are yeah. very strong on the East Coast kind of side. And even then, the odd time then, you might get a Simonson or a Mackneys or a Trim or a Kells. I'd be rattling yeah. them. Screen, Walterstown. But it's usually, it's gone kills or toth nearly every second year now and we're being very strong. And in the hurling, it's nearly Trim. Trim and Rototh are very strong in it too. So yeah, you yeah. won't go too far wrong if you predict they'll be in the, the end of it. Fair enough. Um, Adam McDonnell, uh, get in touch. And I might have a little response to this one. He says, will Liam O'Reilly play for... Manalvi seniors or junior Bs this year. Um, I know our good friend Sean Duggan, who's trying to get into the Manalvi team for the last five years, um, has been posting some incredible times on his five Ks. So incredible that they're they're nearly like unbelievably good. So there's a lot of talk actually about five Ks. I'm sure you've probably seen them online, lads. That you know, if everyone was posting up, that they're actually doing 
we'd be winning Olympic goals with, with these times that <laughs> yeah. people may be pausing them or that. Now, I'm not saying Sean Duggan is pausing them, but, but there's you a are. strong possibility <laughs> he is doing that. But um, if, if Sean Duggan is going as well as his 5K suggests, Liam O'Reilly could be in trouble as regards getting onto the seniors immediately this year because Duggan might have that position sewn up. Yeah, like when you can run a kilometre in 28 seconds, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, number one, yeah, no, it's a... amazing. Number two, the kind of uh, the alarms start going off. <laughs> yeah. Stick it on the dog, stick it on the dog and let him <laughs> run. Yeah, 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 absolutely. A simple enough one from Jay Baldy, 08. He just wants to know Barry's tea or Lion's tea? Lion's tea. It has to be the red label though, Lion's tea. Yeah, red. I agree. Yeah. Lion's red for me. Flynn? Uh, Flynn? I'll tell you, give me, give me 10 seconds and I'll tell you. Which Look, he's gone, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is this even up for discussion, Flynn? How do you not know which you have? That's, uh, that's Barry's is what I have at the moment. So. Oh, Mick. Yeah, he was in Aldi. That's all. Yeah. Aldi don't super do. value, super value. So. And you bought, and you, and you, and you, like you had the choice there and you picked Barry's tea. Ah. Oof, whatever, it doesn't bother me at all. I drink either. Uh, it should though. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on swiftly. Tom O'Connor. If it's not a can uh, of Guinness, does it matter? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tom O'Connor, uh, last question. And he's saying fundraisers and ideas to raise money for Do It For Dan. So I suppose that's in addition to probably what we've talked about already in the Do It For Dan fundraisers. But maybe if anyone has any other ideas that possibly, I don't know, maybe the podcast could get involved in or me GA or, you know, something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Dave, sure. I had one I think I said to Davey was uh, maybe put someone like you in the stocks there at Trimcastle and we could <laughs> maybe a ten or a pop to throw things at you. I think well, we get a queue around the block. Well, well, funny you say that, Flynn, because <laughs> I got in touch with a couple of people from Centralstown and they said they'd be really interested in seeing you outside the clubhouse stuck to a wall with, uh, you know, the Duncan things where you throw the oaks and then the fella gets <laughs> no, soaked, he drops in. It says they'd love to see you on one of them. This says that would generate significant interest. But the only problem is that the crowds will be too big the way things are at the minute that they'd be, well, we could you know, do a queue. doing it. Exactly. See, the problem though, some of the lads, some of the lads that I would play with were good that would be able to hit it. I think some of the younger lads like Flash Gordon and that would never hit the target. So I'd be sitting there for hours. <laughs> sitting there for a long time. Just, just, just on that, just on that, we did have a few questions over the last couple of weeks, Kieran, um, when you were um, missing in action, MIA, um, a few questions about your whereabouts. And one of the questions was that during the lockdown, are you residing in Dunsany or are you residing in Centralstown? Because nobody has seen you in either place. The MIA thing was harsh, as I said. There was little to talk about, so I was just... I'm a big believer in speak when you have something to say as opposed to just mouthing off. And, but a lot of people in me... No, 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 Flynn, 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 don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> right, that's, that, well, that's your opinion. But then the residing thing, the Northside Bunker, that's where I always have been. But we don't oh, give you... out the whereabouts of the bunkers because of security reasons. Yeah, for security reasons, yeah. that's absolutely Like you're in the, you're in the, the South Mead Bunker, I'm in the North Mead Bunker. I'm in the Westmead bunker, I think. I'm in the I'm in the Mead Central bunker. Yeah, Mead Central, I suppose. Dave's <laughs> kind of the north, the north, northwest bunker. I'm in kind of the, we'll say the eastern, the eastern bunker, maybe be the handier yeah. way, but northeast bunker. Yeah, so, so basically, uh, Flash and all the lads who were asking where he was, he wasn't in Dunsany. We can tell you that much. Um, just going back, <laughs> yeah. To, just going back to Tom O'Connor's question there, Davy. 
um, about raising money for Do It For Dan. How about Davey Rispin did um, something like, a, I don't know, like a, a, a topless calendar or something like that? Well, speaking of which, actually, sorry, <laughs> you've actually put your top back on, but when we, were, when we started this podcast, you were nothing on you. Now, I'm not sure people would like to see those things, but well, we, we could definitely do one. Like, actually, who was it that tagged us? Was it Niall Finn that tagged us in the, the Tiger King? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that would sell like, but um, I'm not sure it'd work. Um, again, just go again just, go on. Yeah, no, 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 fire away. No, I was going to just explain why I had no top on, because, like, if you look, I am on holidays. I am on a sunny beach somewhere in the east of uh, the country, by the looks of things, with palm trees and everything. It's blue, clear blue skies, sun baiting down behind me, and uh, the waves coming in. And anybody who uses Zoom knows exactly what I'm on about. <laughs> what um, you were going to say, Davy? Yeah, no, sorry. We literally just got one more question in just as we were, as we were talking there. Um, it's from Sean Doyle. Uh, I don't know if this relates to Andy McEntee or is it a different Andy, but he just says, will Andy be in there next year? Um, if it is Andy McEntee, we can only assume yes, because you know he's only recently extended his stay and uh, you know the way things have gone, it would be an awful time to see Andy depart. So if it is Andy McEntee, I'm, I'm sure you boys will probably agree, but I'm not sure you know, if there's any other Andys out there. This was year one of a new three-year commitment, yeah. commitment, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he's definitely yeah, here for three more years. So. Yeah. And I'd have, I, I, have, I, I can't see any reason why, you get, why you'd even think of getting rid of Andy. I no, think he's gonna, no, you I mean, wouldn't. It's not on like, the card at all. Like. No, I, I, I spoke with Andy about, again, on that interview, um, you know, saying to him, like, you know, obviously you didn't have a magic wand and it was going to take time and, you know, you're going to have to put processes in place to uh, bring me back up to a certain level. And he goes, no, actually, Mickey, I actually thought that I could do it within two years. But the fact of the matter is I couldn't. And I was like going, like, you know, that's the determination of the man. Um, you know, and, and, and he said to him as, as well himself that he was maybe spoiled, you know, with the Mead Miners and then with Bally Bowden going to an All-Ireland final and winning it within two years. But, like, he's under no illusions now at the moment, I don't think. Um, about uh, what's going on and what's happening. And, you know, Mead are making steady progress. I mentioned this to him, and I've mentioned it on the podcast numerous times. Mead have been away from the top table for 14 years, nearly 15 years. Um, and you can't, just, you can't just breed a team overnight to be experienced enough to play against Division One teams week in, week out. The experience from this year, the experience from the Super 8s last year is going to stand to them in the long run. And I think that Andy McIntyre should be there for the duration of a three-year term, if not longer. That's just my point of view on that issue. Just a, something, I just got a tweet here to myself today. I'm sorry to interactive in its own way. Uh, <laughs> one of the programme collectors just tweeted the Mead page. He actually tweeted the We Are Mead here as well. He just put up the programme of a 1993 minor that uh, Manalby Blackhall Gales won against uh, the Simon Sound Gales. I don't see you. You weren't a minor that year, Mickey. I don't see you on the list. What year was that? Minor. 93. 93. No, I would have only been 14 at that stage, so I would. Um, yeah, some, just saying some names on it that I know straight away. Uh, Hank Trainer, Ned Carney in the middle of the field. Some midfield. Yeah. Niall McCaig playing for Simonson. Is that Niall? The, the no, that's, no, Niall McCaig from, uh, Black, yeah. from Black Castle. All right, and then I see as well uh, Shane O'Brien. I presume that's Shane, who's an analyst at the media, is it? That is correct, yeah. 
Yeah, there's the three names that jump off. You probably know them all, but there's three lads that jump off the page. And then I think from an alley, I think Paul Nestor is actually on the team. I just haven't. Um, I think Paul Nestor was centre forward for that team. So another good lad, Dennis O'Shea, who managed the Mead Miners there before in Dunsany recently. Yeah. There's two good two lads there that I knew straight away. Paul Nestor, a listener as well, and a friend of the podcast. So if you're interested to hear that, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I'm looking for this. Is this tweeted to the We Are Mead? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. GA program collector. I just they bet they they won now. Manalvi, uh, Manalvi Blackall Gales was actually concluded at the time, beating Simons and Gales in a replay, two seven to ten points. So it's interesting. Well, a lot of that's one thing I would say about this lockdown has been good for history and records. People are really looking back and making sure that they have the records right and stuff. It's great from a history point of view because we probably in our life sometimes we're a bit hectic and we we're always going forward at hundred miles per hour. So it's kind of nice to maybe look back and. I know uh, Mick O'Brien in that and uh, his niece, Ruth Chambers, uh, who's a PRO in Walterstown, is getting a lot of stuff in and got a, t- a hurling team from the 20s and Part Halton in the 50s and all these kind of photos were kind of delving into the records, which is very interesting in itself. It really is. It's giving people the time to look through um, old boxes that they have in the attic and stuff like that and come out with the programmes and stuff. Something I must do as well. I've got a lot of programmes in my mother's house um, in boxes in the attic. I must uh, go up and try and uh, pull them out. That'd be an interesting one to look through as well. Um, Davey Rispin, anything else from Instagram there at the moment? No, that's all uh, That's all on Instagram this week, Mick. That's all I have anyway. Excellent, excellent. Nothing from PS Tapes, no? No, and he, and he was looking at our... He's seen our story, so I was kind of expecting a spanner in the works, but it never really came for some reason. So, disappointed from... PS tapes this week. Nah, PS is, is, is probably busy at the moment and uh, don't worry. Don't worry, PS, I love you, don't worry. PS, I love you. <laughs> don't I worry. like that. I like that. Kieran, anything else from the county board on this week's We Are Meat podcast? I just got a text there saying Senior Championship tomorrow night, Partals and Blitz. We're playing it all in one go. And on See that you. note, remember, We Are Meat. <laughs> Why? It matters more.